0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Martin Wong Chat. Uh, we are on number 41, I think. Uh, awesome stuff. We are live on Twitch right now, so if you want to watch this show, always come on. Uh, we have uh, we have the show usually on Tuesday, Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, I mean, that's changed recently, but hopefully y'all can still catch up. Of course, you can listen to this on Spotify, on uh, iTunes, and other many great podcast platform that I'm sure you're already using because everyone has a podcast these days it's kind of ridiculous uh of course you know you can also follow me uh and my guests on twitter instagram and all the social media so please do that and tonight we have uh Barbara Dunkelman and uh she's a great great let's say not' a great friend she does so many great things great personality uh great model um does everything and a great voice actress like you have heard you even if you haven't seen her you might have heard her voice before uh she does so many things so it's easier for me to let her explain uh herself so I'll let her describe what she does <laughs> hello, hello
1: dear <laughs> <laughs> man I should get you to introduce me everywhere I was just like Woo martin thank you <laughs>
0: I I had I has to I tell my guests too, but I ad lib that every single time. Just like, shoot, what are they? I'm like I don't know. They just do good stuff. Cool. And I just, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just so happy to be like, oh, lucky enough to be. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you guys do and everything. Like it's just a chill show, it's just we we'll all hang out kind of thing. Yeah.
1: I got my bev. It's white wine. It looks like water, but that's a trick.
0: So. See, here's the po- here's the problem though. I get red if I drink alcohol.
1: I had like, a friend like that in college. Um, Anytime any you would have any alcohol, just bright red. Are they Asian? Yes.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm, the Asian glow. There is <laughs> one way to not get it. One way is just taking Pepsi. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Pepsi actually works. So, like Pepsi see or whatever, or those little pill, because uh, for some reason it's just counteracted or something. But there was a problem. I tried it a few. I mean, I used it a few times already by now. But. The first time I tried it, I got really drunk. Not because of what it does. It's not because of how to interact with the alcohol. But apparently I realized I subconsciously slow down on drinking. Because I can drink a lot. But I subconsciously yeah. slow down on drinking whenever I get red and hit up because of drinking. Mm. Right? But because I didn't have that, every shot was the first shot. So I think I have like seven to nine shots within an hour. Like after the fifth one, you get lost count. So
1: I for sure. I mean, after two, I'm such a lightweight. (laughs) Like I don't drink very often. This is my first drink in a long time. I think I had like a sip of a beer last week, but I just like I don't drink unless I'm feeling social and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm gonna be on Martin's show tonight, so I want some wine. Crack it open.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, because I I used to go to events every other week and every weekend is every other weekend is Industry party or drinking or like you know some kind of stuff I have to go to, so it kind of helped me build my tolerance. But uh, but that means. But now also we're not doing to- that. <laughs> I know. I'm worried once everything's open back up and that I'm back to uh going to con or going to events. I'm like, huh? I'll take like two sips. Like, oh no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm done. I know. I was thinking about that. We actually um, you know, with everything going on in the world, we just announced that RTX uh 2020 had to get canceled this year. We originally postponed it to September. But because of, you know, the state of the United States and specifically Texas right now, as we were talking right before the show, how cases are just increasing like crazy ever mm-hmm, since they mm-hmm. reopened. Shocker. Um, <laughs> we had to cancel RTX just to be safe. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, that probably is going to be really good for my liver because RTX especially, man, I'm, I'm drinking the whole weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have never had a chance to go to RTX because it's always the same time as anime Expo or something AMI happening Expo, yeah. no or else I would uh but I might do it one of these days. I kind of have to The crazy oh thing is that like I know like how how exciting it is for everyone that's involved and everyone that's at the event like it, it's pretty crazy
1: it's just like it's one of those weekends where and I'm sure you've had experiences like this, especially as with as many cons as you go to, but it's mm-hmm. you start the weekend. And it's just nonstop until Sunday night when you just mm-hmm. crash.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like, oh my, I don't, I don't remember the last 72 hours, what I did, what I said, where I went, anything. It was just a blur. Um, it's but, one of
0: those things that I don't want to relax until I'm 100% <laughs> sure. It's like, we're done, right? Because like, if I'm not done, I can't relax. If I relax, I will be just completely passed yeah, out.
1: It's, it's only that moment when you realize when you're like, okay, I'm completely done. Your body just shuts down and basically goes back into like, uh, I'm off now <laughs>
0: Off yep. but that's the thing that was my life like before all of this every other week
1: yeah I I can't imagine what it feels like I, I know you know my boyfriend Trevor and I were talking about how like it's weird not to be traveling at all mm-hmm. when especially when you're in a position or a career path that involves a lot of travel like I'm mm-hmm. sure you would go to a different city or state every weekend for cons yep. or for your work and it's just crazy to be Spending this much time at home, I'm at the point now where once things start to open back up and get back to normal, like actually back to normal, where things are safe again, um, uh-huh. I feel like I'm gonna be agoraphobic, or I'm just scared to leave the house after this.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like after you leave the house for like more than five hours, like I need to be home. This is not right. This is <laughs> not right. I don't go <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know what to do. Th- yeah, yeah. Like I think the good things that I think because of how much travel we have done before. I think our immunity immunity system is very good, yeah. immune system, because I see so many people from all around the world, so I'm like, I got to be able to, like, I don't know, I'm not sure if that helps. I, we know so little about the virus and everything, but...
1: I know. Uh, all I really hope for is that, like, people stay as safe as possible, and, you know, we talk about wearing masks and how that helps prevent the spread of it. Uh, obviously, staying home is the best thing you could do, but... It's understandable that not everyone can do that based off what they do for work and, and what their company is doing and mandating. But the f- the more we could slow the spread, the more time it gives for people to do research on it, to look for treatment, to look for potential vaccine, uh, and to not overwhelm the hospital. So it's not really mm-hmm. about, okay, let's all stay home and the virus will go away forever because I feel like that's somewhat unrealistic these days because yeah. the whole country will never comply to something like that. But Mm -hmm. it's more about just not overwhelming the system. And I think that's something that doesn't get communicated enough.
0: Such an American thing to do. Like, if someone tells you not to do something and being American is like, what? I'm going to do exactly that because you told me I can't.
1: I know. It's like they're just like a petulant child. (laughs) You told me no. So I'm going to do exactly that.
0: I feel (laughs) like a better way for them should be like, you know, if you do this, you're going to be a hero. And then make people feel like, oh, praising them. Then they might be like, oh, yeah, I'm a hero. I want to do that. Yeah
1: we had you know leadership or president that would you know think about the safety and the well-being of the country that would be nice (laughs) uh and not trying to pit people against each other and somehow make and somehow make a deadly virus into uh some type of political debate
0: (laughs) yeah like health should not be something on like we already have a lot of science issue that become a political debate like "Ah, that's not how this works but then now we go into health and like people livelihood and like just, no that's live. and just like yeah no this is a party problem like no it's not
1: i love <laughs> so. how uh princess cake boy in chat said america is just an overgrown teenager
0: <laughs> you know true. that's always have been the case i feel here's my <laughs> concept too how america was founded was a rebellious teenager who left parents the british came to america and then we're like Dude, you left your house and trying to run away. It's like I can start my own band, and it's like now nah. everyone's like, "Not nah, gonna work." And then it actually worked, and we're like, "Oh fuck!" Like that actually worked. I'm like, okay, then just keep continues that concept forever. <laughs> they never had I never thought
1: of up. it that way, man.
0: <laughs> so I mean that that I mean that does really well for America for the last three hundred years, and then um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah.
1: All I could say is I just hope people vote when it comes to November, uh, and that um, I think what happened in 2016 is people assumed something would happen and didn't bother voting. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we, I mean, even the British did it. A lot of them did not agree with Brexit, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't vote. I thought it's not gonna work." And then it happened. And
1: then it happened. Yeah, you'd be surprised what people who are very impassioned by something the length they'll go to to get it done. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I think there, there are people who just need to be more passionate about it.
0: Old people also have a lot of time. They will vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have some kind of, uh, they have different idea than a lot of younger generation and also they hold on to it and, you know, they're not going to change. So, yeah, you, you, a lot of young people do not vote. That is a problem.
1: Yeah. So if you're watching right now, vote. Especially, yeah. well, if you're in America, of course. But... Whatever country you're in, it's important to vote if you can. I still don't have citizenship in the U.S., so I cannot vote yet, which kills me, which is why I'm vocal about it, because if I could be vocal about it, maybe that'll convince at least one person who wasn't going to go out and vote to vote. So. Wait, what is your nationality? I'm Canadian.
0: Mm, sounds about right. There's lots of our Canadian that came down, especially <laughs> in the entertainment industry.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we I, invaded. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm from uh, a different country, a different world, a different culture completely. And yeah, dude, able to vote and have a say, like freedom of speech is great. Like Americans don't know how well, how great it is. And they should really protect it while that is still protectable. You know,
1: I'm I'm seeing a lot of Dunkelman slash Wong 2020. So let's go for it, Martin. <laughs>
0: we're running. That's what we're gonna do.
1: <laughs> we probably can't because we're not American citizens, or at least uh, I'm not. I don't right. know if you got your citizenship or not, but
0: I am. But the problem is, I'm not sure what is the VP like requirement.
1: I think you need to have been born in America, which neither of us. I know that's, for, a president, were. that's for
0: president, but neither of us. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure what, about the VP status. True. So,
1: hmm. Yeah. Yeah yeah uh
0: but however if something happened to the president like they left or something happened the vb does take over but the they like instantly also disqualify because if they're mm. not i Interesting. don't know i know you also have to be
1: at least 35.
0: But... yep hmm which yeah.
1: i don't I'm, i won't ask an age i am about to be 31 in actually a week from today i'll be 31 years old so i'm getting close
0: i'm lucky i have the genetic that i always look like i am 18 for a while and then i was like
1: martin you could be 18 or you could be 60 i have no idea
0: like depends how i do my face or my hair i could be either look like i am 15 or 51 it's you look
1: perpetually young
0: yeah that's that's a gift like i look at my old photos on my phone yesterday and i'm just scrolling through if i'm like you know six or seven years ago like huh i look older in this photo than i am now also depends on my hair length you know like now my hair is shorter i look a little bit younger too so yeah it, it changes all the time it's great it's fun
1: <laughs> it's like a fun game you get to play with yourself
0: oh yeah like every time i um like cut my hair or like change my style people's like what happened did, did i did i time travel or did you time travel
1: you're like a new person wow <laughs> i know i uh i've been getting really bored of my hair Uh, you know, sitting in quarantine, not doing anything, not going out, and just, like, looking at myself on camera all day, wanting a change. And so I actually bought uh, an overtone color. Uh I bought a lavender purple, so I might try it if I'm brave. But even that... imagine
0: you mess it up.
1: (laughs) The thing is, is that it's hard to mess up overtone because it's just essentially a a conditioner with color in it. And so it eventually washes out after a couple washes, and it's also very light, so... Part of me is like, if I screw it up, whatever, it'll fade out after a couple weeks. (laughs) It won't be the end of the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and a few weeks is not that long now because it's just I I don't know.
1: Could you believe it's almost July?
0: It's crazy. Yeah, like it's. it's, I feel like when they announce about like the quarantine and stay shut at home or whatever you call it in your state, uh, it feels like out of nowhere, and it feels like now it feels like really long ago because it was pretty long ago. It's like back in March.
1: It's crazy. It's so So, crazy. Like weeks have been going by like a blink. mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And they were like, it's only going to be a month or a week, you know?
1: It's crazy. Like it'll be Christmas tomorrow for all I know. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it's going to feel like. All the conventions are canceled and everything. And I don't know when is the next time it's going to be like, feel more like, not even normal, but feel more like, oh, this is a regular thing. You know, like we're, I don't know
1: feels like and i hate saying it but i feel like it'll still be like maybe another year or two until it's like legitimately back to normal like once there is some either type of treatment or vaccine which i know mm-hmm. the expert said it's like a year to a year and a half minimum away from mm-hmm. when this all first started yep. um which like, you know it sounds unless they
0: force it because not only do they have to find out what works they have to test it and then see how long it works and try a bunch of different stuff. Even if we have oh, it today, trust. I heard like experts saying even if we have the vaccine today, like they did one, it would still take them at least like two or three months to making sure it works for the public. And then that's only if everything works smoothly.
1: Yeah, it's 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 trials, it's testing, it's also distribution, which is a whole nother thing, and also prioritizing people who should get it, like the elderly or people who are immunocompromised mm-hmm. should absolutely get it first. Um mm-hmm. But then But then
0: how do, how do you decide That you can't Everyone's like Yep I'm elderly I am 65 I'm Martin Wong And I'm 65 You get me <laughs> I still get ID check When I buy lotteries Yeah Sometimes Yeah they, I buy lotteries I buy alcohol They're like Can I see your ID Like huh, oh, how nice You'll be asked that forever And
1: I'm so jealous <laughs> They don't ask for my ID anymore I'm at that point <laughs>
0: yeah do you have one day like wait you really don't want to check are you sure like let me show you let me just show you like
1: i remember recently i actually went to buy alcohol this is pre-pandemic um Mm -hmm. and the guy asked for my id and i went thank you like oh you think i'm under 21 even though i know they have to technically ask for id if you're i think under 45 they still have to ask but
0: yeah like if they think you look like under is it 45 or 50 they're like we still have to look but
1: it's, yeah somewhere I feel
0: like that's a nice gesture
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like if i was someone in that position and i see someone come in i would always ask for their id to make them just feel good <laughs>
0: Like always. i know they do that lots of those uh breakfast plays especially when they ask i like senior say oh ladies you uh, need the senior discount i need to see your id you do not- none of you look like a day over 18. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get tipped well <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but now that everyone wear a mask i'm like that's kind of stupid too so like, it's weird like they're gonna check your id but they can't tell if that's you with the mask on
1: i know do you have to like pull it down you like they can't actually do
0: that you know i i do do it just to show them if they if they have a glass so i don't feel like endangering them but like hi it is me i do a smile because i do smile in my picture you give them the
1: id and then step three feet away and then yeah
0: Look, flash it, your mouth at them <laughs> it's, a me, Wong. <laughs> <laughs> it's me martin it's me yeah so yeah the problem is uh i don't know we we're gonna see how how long this is gonna last and i don't think we're gonna get out of it anytime soon and i, I it depends on if business can adapt how is yeah. RTX doing right now? Are they good at adapting the new quarantine stay-at-home model?
1: For Rooster Teeth? Yeah. Yeah, it's been um we we went into action pretty quickly. Um it was around mid to end of March where um people started seriously discussing of like, it looks like we are going to have to transition to work from home. We don't know for how long. Uh I think a lot of us assumed it would be maybe a couple weeks. And so we're just like, okay, like, that's no problem. Make sure we got the equipment we need. Like, you know, get a crappy webcam for the time being. And if who needs a microphone? Like, let's prioritize the people who are on a lot of podcasts, whatever it is. Um, Mm. And so we definitely transitioned quickly. But as time went on and we realized this thing was a lot more serious than we had thought originally, and that would be lasting a lot longer than we thought, Mm
0: -hmm. that's when we
1: started to get really serious about, like, all right, got to do a lot more live streaming since you know a lot of people are stuck at home, and we want to make sure to keep everyone entertained and keep people, you know, feeling like they belong somewhere, because there's a lot of people who are stuck at home who have nowhere to go and nothing to do and no <laughs> people to talk to. So mm-hmm. we opened up our, our live streaming for everybody. It's not like an exclusive feature on the site anymore. Uh, and then started basically adapting all of our content to be stuff we could make at home uh including mm. like doing a lot more gameplay content a lot more like tabletop simulator instead of playing board games in person <laughs> which has been interesting uh i tried and, but,
0: it uh, yeah yeah it's, it's um, i'm like the first time i play like how am i clicking on things, and grabbing things it's really confusing and it, it's definitely it, like
1: mechanics you gotta get used to
0: yeah i think v- vr might be easier but i probably I- not everyone has VR yet. So.
1: Yeah. No, I think one person from our our group has VR. So maybe maybe we could convince the company to send us some VR if we're going to keep doing this stuff. <laughs> it
0: would be so much better. Have you seen people play VR like uh, Beat Saber? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool how they do it, like the, the webcam and everything. Green it looks screen. like
1: good exercise, too, which I'm oh, kind definitely. of like jealous about. I could use some of that right now.
0: Yeah, 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 so I don't know, I might get one, we'll see Cause like I do have a few green screens so I can actually just roll down the whole thing So like I'm actually in the game and play it Um, But I I think we're, because of this quarantine thing I think the push for VR now suddenly get a lot bigger than it used to be I
1: think so too, I think it's been interesting to watch certain technologies really take off While this quarantine has been going on And, And we were talking right before this about so much equipment has been picked up and even stuff like home gym equipment, people have been sell, uh, like buying out of stock at this point um, mm. because people are at home and they want to be working out and staying healthy. And so at home gym equipment is hard to find, hard to come by these days because of it.
0: It is ironic how some, or not, I wouldn't say ironic, but it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how some companies benefit a lot because of quarantine, you know? For example, Zoom definitely would be doing very well because everyone using Zoom and they to talk to other school and companies say, hey, this is the software you need for all the meetings and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a, maybe toilet paper brand. I don't know. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like, it's,
1: it's interesting to see how companies are adapting. Like I got an email from, I think it was Uber saying that they have a whole new process in place for passengers and for drivers. Like Mm. everyone has to be wearing a mask and the driver has to actually take a photo of themselves wearing the mask to confirm with like a representative at Uber that they're clear to drive. Like there's all this stuff that's new and that's like new technology essentially emerging from all this and businesses adapting to the changes. It's been really interesting and very impressive to see how quickly things have gone into action.
0: So that's how business work. If they're able to adapt, then they'll survive. If they cannot, then they're going to... Die out very, very fast Because this is a really yeah. great test Like it's it's extremely so Like you're either going to make it Or not at all um, True, yep Like I think Ubers are still not Happening in California yet I'm not sure Because My friend was telling me The other day Like I was like Oh, just Uber over there Like Uber is not running I'm like Oh, right That's actually Forgot surprising
1: I thought it was definitely Like an essential service To some degree
0: It should be It is a transportation So Yeah I don't I mean, know I'd be I, curious I, about that but you know, yeah, we've been
1: um, we've been very fortunate. And I, I always say this, how I feel very lucky to be at a company and, and with a group of people who are still able to have work and be able to still do our jobs to, you know, not the exact same degree that we were before, but we're still able to make somewhat of the same content from home. And I see so many people, especially in the U.S., who are losing their jobs or whose companies are just going completely out of business because of COVID and it, it's terrible. Um, But Mm -hmm. it also makes me feel very fortunate to be in the position I am. And I do not take that for granted at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Like same for me too. There, I mean, it did change, you know, my lifestyle, my work a little bit, but there's still work here and there that's different than what I was doing that still allow me to do it. So I'm like, wow, like this is, Luckily, fortunately, that I can do that, and yeah, like that, that doesn't work for everybody, and yep. that's that's why. Here's the thing, right? And you know, hopefully, this doesn't sound too much a problem, uh, people listening or whatever. But I think it's not a to say, oh, we are a either have to care about people's life or b we have to care about people's money. Like it has to be like all three. Like you have to care about does it make sense for people to financially stable for that. Or yeah. it has to be, like, are we scared of governments so have too much power? Because once they have power, it's kind of hard to let go. And also, like, are people able to survive literally both financially and, you know, health-wise? So it's all three kind of together, not just, like, one or the other. It's not like, oh, I want the country to open back up because I want people to die. It's like, no, it's not like that.
1: It's definitely not as cut and dry as people are are making it out to be. Um, and I try to keep that in mind, too, when I think of... I feel obviously like we come from a place of privilege because we're still able to do our job and to work from home. But I know there's Mm -hmm. millions of people who are not able to, or don't have a job because of this. And so I see where people are coming from when they do want things to reopen and how, you know, they're suffering and going through this because of the situation. But I also feel like we're devaluing human life because of Mm. the economy and, and people are, failing to see the big picture, and I think our government is really failing the people in this country to support them in the proper way while they go through this in order to save as many lives as possible. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why there hasn't been something worked out with mortgage companies and uh, Mm. rental agencies to forgive mortgage payments and rent payments for a certain amount of time, because ultimately that is what people pay the most money for every month, and Mm -hmm. if those were somehow... Handled by the government in a way that makes it easier for people to delay payments or whatever it is, or um, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's just, it's frustrating.
0: <laughs> a curious thing too, like, because if people can't pay rent, they can't provide food for their family, and then they might go to debt, and then they might get into depressions, and then that could affect a lot of other things as well too. I feel like if the government has reacted even sooner and have a better plan, then we would waste actually less money because the money that we spend on like, you know, unemployment or all these other services that we have to create because we're delaying in helping people out that actually going to cost us even more than yeah. what we're doing now. But again, it is first time I'm from Hong Kong. So, um, you know, we have to went through SARS and everything and protests. So both SARS and protests make me realize right now in America, everyone's going all this. I'm like, huh, first time. Right. You're like
1: been there, done
0: that. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so, okay, okay, I, I saw this. All right, don't worry. Let me let me give you a few tips. So we're on spe- a
1: couple of years delay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially with the protest stuff too. I'm like, yeah, that's like, in the beginning, I was like, you guys are not doing the best way at protesting. I I mean I support you guys protesting, but let me give you some tips on how to be more efficient at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, but earlier we were also talking about um cancel culture stuff too like right now have you have you heard about what happened in the gaming industry right now
1: yeah i mean it's it's hard not to know these days especially because of you know the industry i'm in and the circle that i'm in um it's it's pretty crazy to see all these stories coming out and people speaking up and i think it's wonderful that um people feel empowered to speak up and i i feel like we should always be um there for people when they come out about these things. But I on mm-hmm. the other hand there is cancel culture, which you and I were talking about right before the podcast about how that could be really dangerous and we live in a time where anybody really could say anything and it could ruin someone's life, it could ruin someone's career and people will jump on anything they see or any claim that they see being made even mm-hmm. if it's not from the person themselves and just believe it without anything else to substantiate that and it could be really dangerous for some people, but it's also, it's it's hard to balance because there are so th- many people who are truthful and we should believe victims, but there are also mm. people who know that and take advantage of that situation.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need to, we still haven't found a good process, like a very... I wouldn't say standardized, but at least like some up the right approach of situation like this, you know, the problem is people jump to extreme, I feel like, every single it's, time. It's
1: a very extreme reaction, and it's a very, I and I, I understand the passion and the rage behind a lot of it, and feeling like this person, oh, this person said that this person did this thing, so um, now they don't deserve anything in life. Um, mm-hmm. But before hearing multiple sides, before understanding the full story, it's I go back and forth on it because it's it's very much a case-by-case basis, of course. Um, I,
0: I, and yeah, yeah like,
1: I, 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 someone in the chat just brought up Jenna Marbles. Um, mm-hmm. She's being called out for remarks she's said or or videos that she's done in the past that she has since removed or apologized for. Also, comedy and the way people go about things and content has changed so much, so much. in the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. what was okay and acceptable and funny 10 years ago is completely unacceptable in 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I don't feel like there's enough forgiveness and understanding for that and that everyone is just human and we're all navigating through life as humans trying to figure this all out together. Uh, and it's it's scary to know that some joke you made or something you said at the time, which was perfectly okay to make because that's what... Comedy yeah. was in that era uh, And it's is wildly now, popular too And is now something that could literally ruin your life And ruin your career For something you said 10 years ago
0: See, I thought about doing uh, comedy When this is over Like, you know, try to do some uh, open mic night Just like secretly, you know Try to give it a try But I'm also kind of worried about that too, right? Like what is considered okay right now Might not be okay 20 years from now 10 years from now Maybe even five Especially with changing so fast so rapidly So I think we need to give people a better chance to learn and um, like to redeem themselves.
1: Yeah, I I agree to some extent. Obviously, there are people who are just terrible people and do terrible things to people and do not necessarily deserve a second chance. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think people are always growing and always learning and sometimes have to make mistakes in order to learn from them. Uh, and rail tracks actually in your Twitch chat said it's hard to know where to stand on it. People are definitely being abused, but the innocent people are being caught in the crossfire. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you know there there is no cut and dry situation to this. It's not it it's not black and white. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of gray areas within this. So um, I know it's, it's a, a controversial controversial topic to be talking about, but
0: it's a learning process for everyone. You know, both yeah. us like, this how we're handling it is, uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we have a lot of victims that have to deal with a lot of, you know, abuser and they shouldn't have to gone through that. Uh, but as you said, you no, know, there are also people taking advantage of it and we do not know how to deal with either already. Like we, like if a very obvious case situation, yes, you know, cut and dry. But it's, as you said, it's not as easy. It's not black and white. There's a lot of gray area, a lot of miscommunication. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how that goes and then we'll see what we can do to better and maybe, as I said, I feel like we need some sort of, um, not standard, but approach. We have to have the right approach to see what is the best way to have this kind of situation. Again, first time, newer, that's people, social media, Like the way it grew in social media in the last 10 years is so rapid, it changed a lot of how we deal with things. Yeah. Like, as I said, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think the the whole idea of cancel culture is very dangerous and...
0: Even Obama said it was dangerous.
1: It's just, it, it. I think there's there's too much power put in. I don't know, just uh, social media and being able to say anything and post anything, and people take it as fact. And that's mm-hmm. happened with everything, with politics and the media and and news, news and things. People like you, I could literally make a graph right now in Photoshop, and post it and say something about how like. Coronavirus cases at an all time low, blah, 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 And like, and it
0: was spread. Yeah.
1: Someone will share that, and someone else will share that, and someone else will, sh- and it'll eventually get on publications and news, and it'll become fact that is completely unsubstantiated. Isn't that and how it's the anti vax
0: situation happened?
1: Yeah, it's just, <sighs> I don't know, man. It's and, crazy. And people,
0: <laughs> and people don't look at the correction as well, too. Let's just say, you know, I said something incorrect. You know, as you said, like, look, tomorrow I said, like, oh, uh, coronavirus all time low made a chart make it look legit and then the next day, like oh sorry that was wrong information from like you know five months ago and nobody and will care nobody care about that one yeah they care about that one if you keep on spreading that one too the original one where you have the incorrect information you know yeah uh, so
1: or just if you know someone i don't want to say anything in particular but if someone co- like it's discovered that they lied about something like for example giving facts on a virus or something like that, that person or that source gets they don't get reprimanded. They don't get canceled. But the Mm -hmm. thing that they were lying about has the potential to get canceled because they just decided to say something for fun. Or because they're malicious or whatever it is. It's it's a very dangerous game and I always encourage people online to use their best judgment and to try to look at the facts and try to look at the history of things and Just be smart. Be smart. Be uh, diligent. And just, yeah.
0: It's time. (laughs) It's supposed to be a time-consuming process. It always was. But because of social media, we're like, oh, that's the news. That's trending right now. All right, we're going to cancel this person. We're going to instantly say, yep, that is going to be the fact because someone said so. I mean,
1: I don't know if you heard the story of uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard.
0: Oh, yes, I think I was actually talking about that on uh Tuesday as well with uh, my old friend, but yeah, like he has to keep quiet for such a long time,
1: but the crazy thing is is that you know with the the story that came out about her being one way and and him being one way and um assuming that he was doing things to her and then it was discovered that it was actually the other way around, mm-hmm. it was kind of just brushed off after that, and it's like oh, well, yeah. why why would he be cancelled and and Attacked this way But when it was discovered That she was actually The one in the wrong It's just like Oh
0: mm-hmm. And okay, he lost whatever. a lot of Like movie deals Or like Just different work Because of that Yeah And it sucks Yeah So Hopefully Hopefully we'll, we'll get better at it And figure out What is the um, Better way to Handle that kind of Situation in the future Yeah Yeah Anyway uh, What is The plan for you Like any new, new Projects coming up Because I know you did that you were doing that uh, that show that you had always open is that always still open, going yeah. on or what is the situation with that or like are you doing other projects as well
1: uh so i'm i'm always working on new projects it feels <laughs> like uh but always open actually we just announced that the show's going on hiatus um, mm. i don't know if it's a permanent hiatus or not but hiatus for now it's been um going on now for 10 seasons i know our seasons aren't full years but we've been doing it since 2016 and uh it's a show that has a particular subject matter we talk about relationships and sex and and things of that nature and first of all
0: i just want to tell you the set is pretty cool okay thank you because i was there when you're doing a live recording once and it's like this is really awesome it looked really cool it looked very professional and all this like setting and light and everything like oh this is awesome
1: Thank you yeah the the art department and everyone who broadcasted such a good job with it i just gave a direction and sent pictures and inspiration of what i liked and what i wanted and they made it come to life so that all the credit goes to them <laughs> i was just like i like this good uh but, but no yes. we we have been doing it for almost four years now and i love doing that show Marilyn. And i love absolutely love the community we've built around it and what we get to talk about and the changes we've you know, given to people's lives and how we've opened people's minds on certain subjects, which is, I think, the most important part, because especially in America, I think a lot of people come from very sheltered backgrounds or from um, areas in which they're not exposed to a lot of different types of people or different types of relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's good to be able to have a show like that that exposes those types of people and situations. But, you know, after doing a show for four years that kind of Marilyn and I talk about the same subject matter. You start mm-hmm. repeating yourself a lot. You start rehashing <laughs> your opinions and your advice. And mm-hmm. it becomes, at some point, like, you Repetitive. feel like you're getting boring.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I feel the uh, same, too. Sometimes I'm worried, like, are people going to be very tired of what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. yeah,
1: It's also, I think, you know, there's there's a level of burnout whenever you're doing a certain project for a number of years. And with quarantine and having to do the show from home, it's... A benefit in a way where you get to literally have anybody you want on the show from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to pay to fly them down to Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's also hard because you're not with each other and you can't interact physically. And, and It's not you the same. Yeah, it's very yeah. different. Um, like
0: I, I, Again, as you said, I enjoy doing this kind of uh, conversation with all my friends from around the world. But I feel like if we were sitting down and talking face to face, it's going to be even better. And just, it's very different. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, we, we basically were just, I, I think, at a point where we're like, we want to focus our energy on something that we could be more excited about and something new. Um, I love doing Always Open, and I, I don't want to completely rule out the idea of bringing it back down the line in some capacity, so
0: yeah. <laughs> so if, if, let's say you want to do something else, what would that something else look like? Do you know yet or are still figuring it out?
1: Still figuring it out. I think with all the changes happening right now, we it's hard because we want to still make content, but we still are gonna be in quarantine for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So we just wanna make sure that um, what we do is something that is sustainable and doable right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And also it's, it's entertaining for people. Yeah. yeah. The, the problem is that we don't have an end date. If we know exactly like, okay, quarantine and a virus will go away in exactly six months and two days. Then like, okay, okay, I can plan for this. I can, I can see what can we do in between it and what to do once it happens. But we, as you said, we don't know. It could be a year, it could be a year and a half. It could be two years. So yeah. we might have to change a lot from that. Uh, I actually don't know how you actually got into Rooster Teeth in the first place. You might have said this story many times, but- No, I, I'm
1: I'm no. happy to talk about it. Um, yeah. So I actually started watching Red versus Blue, Rooster Teeth's first show when I was 15. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with the show and I was like, I want to find more of this stuff. So I found Rooster Teeth, the website, and I joined their community. And like that was that was my teenage years. It was spent on the Rooster Teeth community talking with other fans and watching Rooster Teeth content. And when I was graduating from college, at that point, I had volunteered at a couple conventions for them. I had like selling merch at their booth and stuff like that. Um, as well as I met a couple of the guys at different conventions and, and things that I would go to. Um, and when I was graduating college in 2011, uh, Bernie reached out to me and he was like, hey, um, you know, I feel like it would make sense for us to try to find a place for you at Rooster Teeth. You know, you've been such a big part of the community. Amazing and amazing when you heard that. I, I was like shaking uh, and sweating when he offered me. But obviously he's like, you know, you're Canadian. And so I can't guarantee that we could work this out and get you a work visa to come down here. So it was definitely like a process. I got in touch with the lawyers that they had working on Gavin's work visa actually at the time, mm. the same time. Um, I, I got approved before he did because mine was a little simpler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this happened a lot Canadian coming over. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I remember getting uh, the notice that my visa was approved. I got like an email about it. And I, like, I just started bawling my eyes out. And I was like, I gotta prove that I can move to Austin. I can start this job. Oh, my God. Uh, and so I just started off at rushy Teeth in, in December of 2011 as the community manager. And obviously things have progressed. Evolved
0: a lot from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Does it feel, does it feel, like, that long? Does it feel, like, been, over, like, almost a decade now?
1: It's funny because it feels so much longer and so much shorter at the same time
0: if that Mm. makes sense like there are days where I'm just like I feel
1: like I've been at this company for my entire life but I think that's because I started watching at 15 and I'm about to turn 31 so literally more than half Half. my life has been spent Mm -hmm. within the rooster teeth world
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like that's how I feel about my cosplay stuff too like I've been doing cosplay photography stuff for like over 10 years so that's like Quite a chunk of time, but as you said, you know, I feel like a very long time. At the same time, it's like, kind of just passing by, you know, because like it, you do so many things, and like for for our type of, uh, what we do, our personality, like everyone combined, is that we do so many things that changes all the time. So you know, even like as you said, like doing always open for more than what four four years now, two thousand sixteen. Like it, it was
1: just shy of four years, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's against also like wow, such a long time. At the same times, like. Yeah, it's very short, but let's do something different. We're always trying to look for something different. So that's how we... It, it's, it's, I feel like it takes a very specific personality to do so. I feel like then... It
1: does. And I think, I mean, I, I'm sure you could relate to this, but hosting a show too is such a different experience than just appearing on things
0: mm-hmm. because appear, i feel like it's so like um stress-free you show yeah. up they talk to you you can say whatever you want like they have done. questions
1: for you you don't have to think about anything it's mm-hmm. great
0: <laughs> yeah you just react to things but for hosting it'd be like okay let's have to do the homework find out who they are what do they do and like what makes sense for them and how do they talk oh man it's yeah it's uh,
1: also um like with hosting always open, if something I had to keep in mind too, is like you had to notice when certain parts of the conversation were starting to to kind of uh, diminish and like when to bring certain things up. And it was also like a constant interview. So you'd mm-hmm. have to be listening really well too of like someone brought this up. Let me, let me expand on that for you or let's bring this up or I noticed this is getting kind of dry over here. So let me bring this up to now freshen the show back up. So you're constantly like listening and thinking all at the same time.
0: And here's the thing too, like, and I realize while I'm doing this show as well is that I'll be like, oh, I have a, I have a question ready for the next thing they're gonna say after they're done with what they're saying. But then while they're saying something, it's like, wait, hold on, I want to expand on that. I'm like, yeah. great, now I forgot that already, and like, I don't know where to cut back from left and right, and if I can go back to that question that I wanted to ask ahead of time. So it, it's back and forth. I agree. Yeah. What, what, what kind of um. I don't know, I'm new to this, both streaming, hosting, talking to people, and like in a, this kind of format. Uh, what is the best way you think people should do so? Like, is there any suggestions? Because you sound like very experienced in it now.
1: Oh, man. Um, I think that I don't know if it's it's necessarily as straightforward as that. Like, I don't think it's, you know, a round hole, round peg, and you just got to find that <laughs> right peg for it. I think it's different for everybody. Um, I think live streaming is always fun because you could interact with people live and get feedback instantly um youtube is always hard because i feel like it's hard to break through on youtube these days and mm-hmm. the algorithm i think tends to favor certain channels and certain people a little more than others which is a whole nother story <laughs> um <laughs> but i don't know i feel like as many collaborations as you could do is always great because you bring in new audience that way you bring in new viewers you bring in people who might not have known about the show before so i think what you're doing like bringing in guests from all over the industry and people who also kind of make sense within the realm. It's not just anybody. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I think that's the right way to do it. Honestly,
0: do you do you stream us Because well? I know you, your work is already like streaming already. But I don't do have you... my
1: personal streaming. <laughs> I don't have like my own Twitch or my own anything. Um, I have my own YouTube channel technically, but I haven't uploaded to it in years. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, have, everything is, is with Rooster Teeth. <laughs> you have so many of those already. It'll be yeah, so much to handle. I know, I feel uh, like it would
1: be overwhelming in that way.
0: So, what does, do you get too tired of, like, what is your other outlets then? Like, of course, like your work, you're very passionate about your work, but what is something that you are more passionate about too as well that is outside of like work related stuff or just oh. become just work?
1: Uh, it, man, it's been hard these days because I, you know, we're just at home. Um, I love traveling when I can, obviously. Um, going to conventions has always been so much fun for me but just seeing more of the world is something I, I really want to do um, I have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing <laughs> during quarantine.
0: Did you hear about the new uh, summer thing? I did!
1: Yeah, I'm so the excited! The seashell or anything? You could swim! Uh, man, any update to that game would be amazing because I've been playing over 300 hours at this point and I'm like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're going to have two patches. Like, this is the first one. They're going to have a second one coming out. So I know people yeah. are very excited about it. I don't know. I haven't really got into Animal Crossing. Uh, it, it's so peaceful. And it's kind of make me feel like it's nice. That's the problem. It's too so nice. I'm like, I don't know. I want to do this. It's so too eh, mellow for me, I feel like.
1: I think it's it's been nice for me because I've been so overwhelmed with the world these days. Excuse me. These days, um, you know, obviously with just the shit show that is 2020. And mm-hmm. being able to, like, put my phone down and put my computer, turn it off, and just being able to go into a world where everyone is happy, where you could fish and plant flowers and talk to other animal friends. And just, it's like a nice escape from it's reality. It's good escape. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, starting watching more Netflix show because I, I borrow my, uh, my friend's uh, Netflix account. So now I can actually start watching more stuff. So, I've been like been, I just started uh, black Mirror yesterday, oh, yeah, I like, love actually, that show. It's good, but like don't don't spoil anything yet, but when you watch like the first two episodes, I'm like, dang, that is good. Like good writing, good storytelling, good. yeah, actually, the good thing you, about
1: that show too, is every episode is different. Like there are some yes. things that are intertwined, but you could watch any episode in any
0: order, really, and you don't have to so it's kind of it's kind of like a newer version of the Twilight Zone, kind of, you know, yeah. But That's more probably the a good way I, to put it. Yeah. Have you have you thought about doing more like feature films and stuff like that? Show? I, mean, I know you do a show but like film. Movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was uh technically in I think one movie. I did a movie called Bloodfest that we produced at Rooster Teeth. Um which is was one of the most fun experiences I've ever been through. Uh and I loved it, but I also don't really consider myself an actress. Um I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's it's something I never set out to do. Voice acting is something I always was curious about and, like, thought that would be really fun to do if I ever had the opportunity. And then Ruby came along and, and Monty yeah. gave me that incredible opportunity to voice Yang. And that has opened the doors to other voice acting opportunities. But acting is something I never thought I would ever get to do because it was never something I practiced or tried or studied or anything like that. Um mm. I think just I guess I'm comfortable on camera more or less, and so that translates to acting in a bit, and then getting to do small things within Rooster Teeth like shorts and and movies like Bloodfest um, has definitely made me think like is this something I could try? Maybe I don't know. It's definitely not a priority right now.
0: Actually, then tell me more about uh, Ruby because I you know I I was there when it kind of started. Like I know a lot about it. Uh, how was your experience with that?
1: It was, oh my god, Ruby has been probably the most life-changing experience that I've had. Um, other than, of course, being hired at Rooster Teeth <laughs> in the first place. But um, yeah, it, it started off with Monty approaching me at the office saying like, hey, how would you feel about voicing a badass Goldilocks character in a show I'm working on? And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, not really thinking
0: what anything would be, of it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't even, I don't even think he... Like knew the name would be Ruby yet or maybe he did but he didn't even tell me about the show he just said like there's this character she's like Goldilocks I want you to voice her like cool not realizing it's one of the four main characters of the show that he was working on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but getting to be on that show and getting to be part of the community that has formed around Ruby is just so supportive and wonderful and um, to see how the show has taken off, not only in America, but across the world.
0: Have is, you seen those like, figures in, ja- in Japan?
1: It's mind-blowing. I never thought I would be voicing a character that's big in Japan.
0: <laughs> you can tell people, hi, guys, I- I'm big in Japan.
1: I know, right? Yeah, it's uh, quite the accomplishment. But um, we ob- obviously wouldn't be anywhere without the incredible fan base that we have for the show and-, and people spreading the good word of Ruby around the world. So i feel very lucky
0: is it hard uh like to because ch- is that your first big i guess voice acting job and like how do you channel the character like do you have to pretend to be someone else or like what's that like
1: um the good thing is is that a lot of yang's characteristics and personality are based off of me which is very mm-hmm. weird to say um but Did luckily you make I- it based
0: on your concept of you maybe
1: a little bit um there are definitely aspects of myself that monty put into the character and that miles and carrie who write the show as well um have put into yang as a character and luckily they just liked my normal speaking voice for her so i don't have to change too much for that which is great it makes things a lot easier for me <laughs> Uh, so it's always funny when we do conventions or, or meet people in person and I talk to them and they're like, Oh, you sound just like Yang. And I'm like, yeah, that's just my voice.
0: <laughs> that's great. You don't have to like do a special voice and it's like, yeah, that's just me, how I talk and just a normal day. And yep. So it's reading for you. Just like, yep, this is a um, table reading. It's like, yeah, cool. I'm just going to read the line just the way it is.
1: Yep. It's uh... a... <laughs> It's amazing. It's so much fun. I love the direction that the show has been going in. I I love getting to experience everything that's happened to my character and the other characters in the show, and it's it's like I get to fangirl about it with everyone else too, which is always a treat.
0: How? Cause like, how far are they written the story like ahead of releasing or like producing?
1: I actually. So I I usually get like between four to six at a time
0: mm-hmm. so we'll
1: usually maybe do two to three voiceover sessions for um, for a volume so I we usually do like the first half of the volume in one big chunk of recording so like an hour to two hours and then the second half of the volume in another recording I'm actually going to be going in tomorrow um, mm. it's like a contactless voiceover session so like the the audio engineer will like open the door for me when I arrive and then like I'll come in and close it and they'll already be in, like, the sound studio and I'll come in. Like, there's no interacting, basically, to keep it mm. safe. Um, but, yeah, tomorrow I'm going in, I think, to record the second half of the volume. So I haven't read. I usually tend to just read, like, the scenes I'm in because I don't want to spoil myself from everything else that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch along with the audience.
0: You should do some, like, uh, actually watch along, like, nights or something. I feel like those would be exciting.
1: Yeah. It would be really fun actually i i haven't really considered like doing content like that but i feel like that would be really fun good way to interact with the community
0: time to also restart your youtube channel
1: <laughs> i know i wonder if Teeth would sue me of using their content <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude there's a big dmca going on with uh twitch situation too have you heard oh, of really? that no so i don't know which uh, label, it might be Warner Brothers or a bunch of different record labels, they suddenly decide that one day, uh, like two weeks ago, it's like, alright, we're gonna DMCA strike every single person that has our music in their clips, because Twitch actually they mute the part, they have a system a software that does mute the part that is playing just a song, but they don't do that for clips so then it get. Kind of weird and confusing. So then people are actually actually getting DMCA strike. The weird wow. ones are for me are the one that who are playing, uh, the games that based on that have songs in it. You know, like any rhythm games, like for example, dancing game, Just Dance. One of my friends, she does Just Dance content. So you know, in Just Dance, you dance to a song, and of course, you're not really saying anything over it. You're dancing over it, and then Is
1: that, um, what's her name? Little
0: something? Siha. Yep. Little Siha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Avery. Yeah, she got a strike because of that as well, too. And then I'm like, what? And she's also like an ambassador for them as well. Yeah. stands. So I'm like, this is going to get confusing and weird now. So they're trying to figure out how to handle that situation.
1: I I never understand that mentality because it's... it The only thing they're doing is providing like exposure Promotion. for that game or for that content. And it's, mm-hmm. that just sucks that that would affect him. I, I don't know what's going on too. I think TikTok is also experiencing some type of issue with copyrighted music, which is like TikTok's whole thing. Is
0: so TikTok is, TikTok is smart and interesting. And I feel like Twitch might adopt the same model. TikTok in the beginning, they of course steal a lot of music content, stuff like that. Then people got mad and like, okay, fine. Then they start using only songs that people give them right to so you, you hear lots of indie songs from it because of that and remixed and stuff like that and then tiktok got so big and we've seen cases where songs got really popular because of tiktok uh and from then now they actually go to companies or companies go to them they're like hey can we promote our new songs on your platform on tiktok and they're like yeah tiktok's like yeah sure pay us yeah so it's a complete 180 it's like wow okay so i feel like twitch gonna do the same if they can't figure out a good solution would be like bunch of creators, musicians will be like, hey, don't don't listen to them. If they're going to give you trouble, use my music for free. I don't have a problem. And get that song popular. And then if it yeah. does, then it's going to be the same thing where a company is like, oh, shoot, that actually is a viable solution. Then Warner Brothers might go to them and say, hey, actually, here's a song list or some new musician we try to push use this song instead.
1: Yeah, I, I just feel like it's such a fine line. I mean, you know, we talk about it before with cancel culture is there, there everything is like really case by case basis. Mm-hmm. and to make a sweeping assumption or a sweeping kind of rule about something is so crazy to me um, because you know for example with um Avery is this is her content and she's not using the music in a way to make money off of other people's ip or off their content it's just a a feature in a game that she is using to play and entertain people mm-hmm. like and that music is already in the game, so it's already licensed to that game, and that game, it's just like a very... Mm-hmm. And, and again,
0: it's like a small feature part, too. Like, let's say, for example, you have a figure in your background right now, like a Ruby figure uh, I do. of Yang. And I'm like, technically, I mean, <laughs> how do how do they decide, like, all right, we're going to DMCA strike that now because that is an IP belong to Rooster Teeth and not you. And like, that, they can't, yeah. It's, it just,
1: it, it becomes too, it, it's too much at one point where it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, you've created this IP and this media or whatever, this content. And so like people should be using it and sharing it and showing it and spreading it around the world. Like the only thing this is doing, I'm not mm-hmm. making money off the fact that there's Ruby figure is there. If anything, people are like, oh, what's that?
0: And Let me find about out it.
1: about that. And then let me watch the thing or listen to the thing that it's involved in.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why for my photos as well, like sometimes I'm like, I don't understand if I use some graphics or someone use my graphics or use my photos at which point it is considered a remix. Like for songs, like a remix, okay. Or like, how, how does that work? What is sampling? You know, how much yeah. percentage is considered sampling? You know, um, I, I I don't know where we, I mean, I feel we're still very new to the whole digital world. So yeah. everything is still figuring that out. Not sure how we're going to put some content on some other as you said, like we should find a way to push people content or IP. I mean, technically, cosplay, cosplay itself is could be considered illegal because you are cosplaying a character that's made by somebody.
1: Right. Yeah. I wonder where the the line will be drawn there. Like if that's gonna eventually get out of hand as well.
0: That's why, ironically, uh, it's actually more okay for a cosplayer to cosplay a character and make them very sexy. Because uh, it
1: changes it enough?
0: Yeah, change it enough. Because, like, if you, let's say, you do Mickey Mouse, right? And then you <laughs> make it Mickey. really sexy Mickey Mouse. Mi- like, Disney can't say, hey, that's our IP. It's like, really? Does your Mickey look like this? Like, with, you no know, really sexualized Mickey Mouse? Is that what your, your Mickey Mouse is? And they can't really say yes, because that's not how Mickey is.
1: There's also something to be said. I think, like, parody is something that people often bring up, where... Um, if you imitate a song or a character or whatever it is, like there's there's laws that protect you with parody, where you're you're parodying something or some piece of content in a way um, mm-hmm. that makes it okay because it's transformative or whatever it is. But and also, man, it's, uh, a, it's a fine line.
0: Commenting on it is also kind of changes how it works too, right? Because yeah. like I think H3, H3, that podcast production made a big thing about it. They were talking about this one video they saw on YouTube and they were talking over it, about it, commenting on it. And they got sued for it. But they were able to fight in court to say, hey, no, this is us talking about it. And if anything, we're making fun of it too. So that shouldn't be a problem. And they, they won. So I feel like Twitch is also going to be dealing with that. And they I feel like if they really want to be super safe, they would have to be like, hey, uh, these are the games that company allow us to use on this platform, then you can stream on that platform. But mm-hmm. it's not a process we, we can't figure it out yet.
1: And I think the the moral of the story, I think, for this whole talk is just like nothing is black and white, nothing is nothing and kind of dry. You can't <laughs> yeah. just assign a way of thinking and a way of doing things to blanket everything. Um, and that, you know, it's got to be diligent. <laughs> I don't know the right word for it, but it's in my head somewhere.
0: <laughs> we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. everything is like this whole quarantine and everything. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. uh, it's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, I love to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Always, you know, like you no, know, I. When was the last time I saw you? Actually, I'm sure it was some event.
1: It was either some event or man. If it was, we did a photo shoot. I think the only time I've shot with you was when you were in Austin and Jessica was here and we did that like creepy um, with the horns and everything in the field. Yeah. What was that shoot? What were they called? Um I don't remember, but Wind- it was those <laughs> when Winde- Winde- Wend-
0: Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I'm I'm probably butchering that word. I apologize, English but Wendigo, yeah. Yeah, uh and hey, man, you that photo, I still am in love with that photo you did where it was like that surreal me floating slash yeah. falling photo. I love that so much. And I'm like, man, I got to shit with Martin
0: again. <laughs> a fun story. Uh, I like, I almost actually, when I was editing that, it's like, I wonder what people get, oh, you get mad. It's like, I hey, Photoshop a thick butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the butt. Because you're wearing I, a safety I shirt. Definitely like, <laughs> back then I was not working out like I am now. So now I actually have a butt, which is great.
0: <laughs> Dude, I have no butts. My mom always tell me that. Martin, you need to do more, like, like, push up. I don't know. Squat, like she doesn't know what to call. So like, you need to get a butt. You have no butts. Like, thanks, mom. Like,
1: <laughs> no butts about it.
0: Yeah, working on it, working on it. Uh, Anyway, we should shoot again sometimes when things are safer and, you know, we'll see how it goes. When it's
1: safe, when we could travel, when when we could be around other human beings at a safe distance or even a normal distance and it's safe.
0: Yeah, like I, I'm trying to see when's a good time to ask people to shoot again. I mean, technically, I am staying six feet away from them anyway because... Yeah, lens and camera. So. I think the
1: the complicated part is when you start involving like hair and makeup and stuff like that, like other people on set and, and mm. you know, whatever you have there. Windigo from R in chat. Thank you. Windigo is what it's called.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, well, I'm, of course, on Rooster Teeth. So you can find me at the Rooster Teeth YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash roosterteeth or roosterteeth.com. where basically streaming all day every day over there um i'm on the podcast i'm on multiple different shows there but on uh, my own personal social media is at b dunkelman that's b d u n k e l m a n a lot of people tend to reverse the l and the e but that's fine um but Wait, yeah how I'm, do they
0: spell it this spell oh l e
1: people do l e a lot yeah so they think it's like dunkel like l e instead uh. of dunk l which is, you know, it's common. It happens all the time. I get it. It's kind of like a typical grammar mistake. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all over social media: Instagram, Twitter. I do have a YouTube channel that's inactive, but you're welcome to subscribe to it if you want. But yeah, just roost your teeth in general. I'm all over there if you want to find me.
0: I'm glad that you figure out a way to spell it, so then you can use it on all social media. Oh, your full name would be a little bit, a little bit too long. A
1: little too long, yeah. I think it would be like bit. 20 letters in total, or something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I think
0: 13 is the limit for Twitter. So yeah, B Dankelman is perfect. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank other. you so much, everyone, for watching. Uh, and I thank you so much for being on the show. This has been fun. Uh, again, you know, we can watch us on Twitch, on YouTube, and listen to it on different pocket podcast platform. But yeah, I'll see you guys next time, Dan. Bye.